0: you're listening to all the backlist a weekly show about books that are not new i'm your host danica ellis this is episode number 448.5 and today i'm going to tell you about a couple of my favorite sapphic backlist comics one is horror one is sci-fi they're both pretty weird and wonderful, and I love them. I always find it a little bit difficult to talk about comics, because obviously it's a very different medium than a prose book. And I am someone who is very much text-based. I have trouble with visuals, not just in books, but in general. I don't have a very visual mind. I can't really keep pictures in my head very well. And I have trouble talking about the artwork of comics. And that is so much of what they are, obviously. There is the story element, there's the writing element, but I won't pick up a comic unless I like the art. But could I tell you what I like about the art? Very rarely. I always feel like in my normal reading life, I can talk about books, depending on the book and depending on the day at a sort of university type level, I I went to university and talked about books, I feel comfortable with that. But when I'm talking about comics, I feel like I'm about six years old, just talking about how I like that the colors are bright. So I feel a little bit limited by that. But I also want to talk about comics because they're one of my favorite things to read. And recently I have really started to incorporate them more into my reading life, especially between books. They're almost a palate cleanser for me, and they're also kind of my cheat with the library is I check out way too many books from the library. And I'm trying to stop putting so many books on hold when I know I'm not going to read them all and I get really overwhelmed. But if it's a comic, if it's a graphic novel or a manga, I think, well, I can squeeze that in. That's going to be so quick to read. I can just read that in between all my other books. So I end up with just stacks and stacks of comics. And I do really get to them most of the time. So they are taking over my reading, and I am really enjoying that. Before I talk about two of my favorite sapphic backlist comics, I want to mention that 2024 is the 10th year of the Read Harder Challenge. If you haven't heard about it before, we do this every year and there are 24 tasks that are meant to expand our reading horizons, diversify our TBRs. And if you want to get recommendations for each task, you can sign up to the Read Harder newsletter. Because it's 24 tasks, it is definitely not too late to sign up you can catch up. A lot of them are really quick, like reading a manga. You can do that, catch up, be on track to finish, and also you don't have to finish. But you should sign up to the newsletter, we'll keep you informed about not only Read Harder, but other cool reading challenges, readathons, and everything you should know about the bookish internet, cool things happening all over. If you become a paid subscriber, you get even more recommendations plus community features. I have been writing the Read Harder newsletter and moderating the comments, and I love this community that's built up around it. You get to hang out with other passionate, like-minded readers in a cozy and supportive corner of the internet. Also, you get weekly photos of my dog, Scrappy, who is a ridiculous little pit bull. So hopefully that's a selling feature. And you can visit bookriot.com slash readharder to sign up. That's bookriot.com slash readharder.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of 888-LOVE and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang. But the thing is, she's number six. So if he is to have seven great loves, does that mean his time with Arena is going to come to an end? So this is a love letter to Western pop culture, Eastern traditions, and being a first-generation New Yorker. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of Eight 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 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang, for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of The Familiar by Lee Bardugo. This is one I'm actually super excited about. I liked Lee Bardugo's other adult fantasy books. And so I'm really looking forward to this one. It's set in the Spanish golden age during a time of high stakes political intrigue and glittering wealth. It follows Luzia, a servant in the household of an impoverished Spanish nobleman who reveals a talent for little miracles. Her social climbing mistress demands Lucia use her gifts to win over Madrid's most powerful players. But what begins as simple amusement takes a dangerous turn. Luzia will need to use every bit of her wit and will to survive. Even the help of Guillen Santangel, an immortal familiar whose own secrets could prove deadly for them both. So, The Familiar by Lee Bardugo is on sale now, and like I said, it's a must-read of the season. It's perfect for anyone who loves history, a little bit of magic, a lot of danger. You can get your copy now at lebardugothefamiliar.com. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of The Familiar by Lee Bardugo, for sponsoring this episode. <laughs>
0: The first title I want to talk about is Eat the Rich by Sarah Gailey, Pius Bach, and Roman Tidoff. This I think would be the perfect book to read on Halloween, but you can really read it anytime. It is about Joey, who is meeting her boyfriend's family, which is always stressful. And it's more stressful because he is very wealthy, his family's very wealthy, she is not. And she really wants to impress them. She is on her way to becoming a lawyer. She's going to be in that world pretty soon, and she is trying to learn how to blend in. And when she gets there, she feels a little bit out of place. She becomes friends with the family's nanny, Petal, but Petal seems to be trying to warn her that she should stay away both from her, but also maybe from this family. She says that being seen with the help is not going to assist her standing in the society. And then as she is explaining this to Joey, the baby picks up what seems to be a human jawbone on the beach, starts playing with it. If you saw the cover of this graphic novel, you would not be surprised by that turn. This is a short graphic novel so I don't want to spoil anything but I think you can probably guess that the rich community is eating people that is revealed pretty quickly but the way it's handled is really interesting again I'm not going to spoil it but it's just very capitalistic very almost believable it does not seem like that much of a stretch honestly This is an over-the-top, gruesome, funny, anti-capitalism, queer graphic novel. I love this from beginning to end. I definitely fell for Petal, who wears a loud and queer t-shirt and tells Joey that, yes, she knows how awesome she is. So that was definitely a pull. If you like the title in the cover, you're going to love this book. And I read it in one sitting and I wish that I had a ton more in this series because it's just so ridiculous and fun. And that is Eat the Rich by Sarah Gailey, Pius Bach, and Roman Titoff. My other book I wanted to talk about is Motor Crush Volume 1 by Brendan Fletcher, Cameron Stewart, and Babs Tarr. I read this back in 2018, and somehow I have not read the second volume, and I need to because I really enjoyed this one. It is a sci-fi comic. It is set in a world where Domino, the main character, races by day in motorcycle races. That is the main source of entertainment in this society. She's tracked by a floating camera, which also is constantly interviewing her. And by night, she races gangs where there is no limit to what you can do to try to win the pot and on the cover she is holding a I think it's a plank maybe a baseball bat with a bunch of nails nailed into the end so you can see the kind of vibes of those races and other people are racing for crush which is a substance that boosts their engines. And also maybe motorcycles can get addicted to it. This is, as I said, kind of weird, but really wonderful. But Domino needs Crush to live. So she's got a lot of incentive to try to win these races. I thought Domino was a great character. She's a little rough around the edges. She's prickly, but you can see how that's sort of a cover for her vulnerability. She has some questions about her parentage and her background and why she can consume a stimulant that is meant for engines, but her adoptive father has been keeping secrets about that. And we kind of move back and forth between the high-paced motorcycle races, both the gang races and the official ones, and her introspective journey of trying to figure out who she is, what she is, and having difficulty relating with the people around her with these secrets about herself. I really liked Lola, who is Domino's ex-girlfriend, who's a curvy femme woman with hot pink hair who's a mechanic. They broke up because Lola couldn't understand why Domino was so reckless because she didn't know about her dependence on Crush. But they still obviously really care about each other and they make a good team. So I'm excited to see if they get together in volume two or where the story goes next. And I am going to go put volume two on hold right now. I don't know why. I haven't read it yet. That's it for me this time. Feel free to give me any recommendations of your own weird queer graphic novels because I am always looking for more. Thank you so much to our sponsor. Thank you to our audio editor, Caitlin Brame. And thank you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We sincerely appreciate your review and they help other book lovers to find us. If you want to find me, you can do that at Lesbury.com for my sapphic book blog, or you can follow my Book Riot newsletters, Our Queer Shelves, and Read Harder. In the meantime, happy reading!